Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop Podcast. Hope you're all having a great day. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Golden Fury by Samantha Coho. It's a historical fiction fantasy uh, for young adult audiences. And I have to say, I really did like it. Um, Admittedly, the beginning of it was just a tad slow I was unsure of the direction of the novel but pretty much in chapter two you know the direction the novel's going to take you know it has to do with creating the philosopher's stone which everyone should know what the philosopher's stone is um I'm joined by my son today who is as adorable as ever (laughs) And, um, like I was saying, it's about the Philosopher's Stone, or the creation of it, the recreation of it. I really think it's interesting how the story goes about creating this curse surrounding the creation of the Philosopher's Stone. I mean, you have to think about something that's powerful really shouldn't be for the likes of humanity you know sometimes there are things that are just too powerful and I like how the author decided to address that you know if you want something this powerful you're gonna have to pay a pretty steep price for it and the price is their sanity and I think that's what was um, really interesting about the novel with all the characters and with um, Theo as well. I have to say I really did like Thea. I think she's a really headstrong character. There are times where her tone could be off-putting, but I think what balances out it makes her a really good, compelling, and relatable character is her internal narrative. It's just very well constructed and very well done. It flows, it keeps up the momentum, and it allows the characters to... It allows the character to really resonate with the pages and connect to the reader. She's a smart girl. I love Theo because she's a smart girl. You know, once again, historical fiction, this is taking place right around the French Revolution. And I think... What serves her well is, you know, she's a girl in in a man's world, you know, studying alchemy. And instead of really letting her gender get the best of her, she rises to the occasion. She doesn't let the men really boss her around. She really does she takes a stand and if that stand in 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 any way she does take a stand she becomes a really strong character and she's very thoughtful as well she does have compassion to her she is unlike her mother I have to say I wasn't a fan of her mother um, at all and I don't think we're supposed to be a fan of her mother her mother uses men um, once again woman in a man's world 
she's not really allowed into universities and yet what happens is uh, she pretty much finds lovers who will sponsor her who will take care of her financially and I think that's very clever of her to do that however what I really didn't like about her was her treatment of Theo. I could see, you know, that she was trying to protect her daughter. You know, she was using tough love. She raised her daughter more as a student than as an actual daughter and I really do think it creates a lot of tension between these two characters even when her mother is not there and her mother has to come to the madness and she's sent off to go live with her father it really does create a lot of tension throughout the story because she is trying to challenge this idea of what it means to be daughter what it means to be taken seriously when her mother just didn't take her seriously or her mother just diminished her. Yes, in hindsight, you know, her mother was trying to protect her. However, I think her mother could have gone about it in a different way. And that's why I didn't like her. That's why I wasn't really fond of her as a character. Uh, I do think she's a good balance for Theo. And I do like how Theo grows after she meets her father. Um, her father as well, there's some tension there because he didn't really know she existed and now all of a sudden, hey, I'm your daughter, I've been sent to live with you because a curse has taken over my mother. You know, it really does create a lot of tension. He doesn't really take her seriously. He cares for her, clearly, but he does not take her seriously. And that creates more tension. Once again, she's trying to find out. She's still trying to navigate what it means to be daughter. But that's why I like Athea. She goes through a lot of development throughout the story. She goes through a lot of growth. But she never loses her sharpness. She never loses her tenacity, her resilience, her her ferocity. She remains, at the end, a really strong and compelling character. And I do love that, how she has to navigate these changes. She has to navigate the church. And she has to figure out a way to not lose herself to the madness. And I really do think that that's a great way for the story to evolve. It's more about the characters and dealing with the creation of the Philosopher's Stone and the ramifications of it rather than dealing with the Philosopher's Stone itself. We do get to see the Philosopher's Stone at the end and the way that Samantha has brought to life this 
brought to life the Philosopher's Stone, she gives it its own personality in a way. I really don't want to spoil it because it really is, it caught me off guard, but in an excellent way it was, it caught me off guard, but it was really still intriguing to see the curse be given thought and form. And I do think that that was a really good way to develop the story and a good way to end it as well. Now, all I can say is I blew through this book. You know, I read it in a day. <laughs> I hadn't intended to read it in a day because I do have other obligations besides, besides this one. I had intended to read it, you know, over two days, but I guess I read it over the course of two days, if you can really count starting it after midnight <laughs> one day and then reading it the next day while I was at work. I really did love how the story kind of moved you know it was really well paced it really did keep my attention I do love I did love the progression of it and I did like Theo as a character I liked the little plot twist I liked the additions for the tension I do think that they were all well done and well constructed so I have to say I do consider myself pretty lucky and thankful to have received an advanced readers copy from a publisher for this book because like I said, I just kind of blew through it. I flew through it. I so thankful work was dead. <laughs> I don't know if many of you know this. I'm a manager at a movie theater, but you know, people still aren't really going to the theater. So um, it's really slow. But in any case, I did like how this story moved forward and I'm really glad that I got to read it. I really am glad that I was able to read it so quickly and just lose myself in the story. Uh, so once again this was A Golden Fury by Samantha Coho. I'm going to go ahead and give it four stars. You can go ahead and purchase this book off of bookshop.org or directly from the publisher if money is too tight, which, you know, I understand. I Believe me, I understand. Again, work for movie theaters. My hours have been cut, <laughs> so I definitely understand uh, if money's tight. Please check out this book from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and definitely deserve all of our support. And I hope you will continue to support this workshop by liking this podcast, share it, oh, excuse me, sharing it with all your friends, and you can even become a sponsor on Anchor. Uh, the link for that is in the description. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And happy reading.